I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hello, everybody. Hey, guys. Uh, Taylor and me, Jeremy, sitting here in an elevator. I think you say uh, uh, Taylor and I. Uh. So that's how it's said. I mean, proper grammar, proper English. I mean, I, I mean that's you. That's you. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Uh, we're sitting in uh, an elevator here in Taylor's uh, condo building. Uh, we're, at a, we're at a football party, an NFL Kickoff Sunday, kickoff football party. May we bless this NFL Sunday, week one. And uh, and I joined a football pool for the first time, and guess what? The team I chose won, so I'm going on to the next week. And Jeremy needs desperate help, so if any of you guys know anything about football, because I won't divulge my well-known secrets, this please is, write in and tell Jeremy. This is actually true. I don't know a fucking thing about football. So if you know football, get at me, Jeremy, at Podcast. Uh, dot com. You can email me there. Um, so we are here to give you a couple of uh, quick little announcements, little things we want you to know, things that are going on in our world before we get on to the episode today. Um, the first thing we want to touch on is it's the first week back to university for a lot of university students across the, uh, the continent. Um, and... Uh, we decided, as Sick Boy, that we were going to hold a little friendly competition between the three major universities in Halifax. Now, Shinerama, which is a huge fundraiser for Cystic Fibrosis Canada, uh, happens every year. And a lot of universities, I think it's over 50 universities across Canada, take part in Shinerama every year. And they raise thousands upon thousands, uh, maybe even like millions of dollars over maybe the time. Maybe even billions or trillions. I, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. It could be billions or trillions. <laughs> so they raise a lot of money for cystic fibrosis and uh, and universities take part in this. It's a frosh uh, uh, event. Um, so uh, the competition we held uh, was between the three major universities here in Halifax, between Dow, Mount St. Vincent, and SMU. We're trying to get the word out about Sick Boy. So uh, essentially we said the university that gains us the most followers on a particular day will win $800 towards their Shine campaign. And uh, each university had their own day. $800? That's like almost nothing. I know, compared to what they're raising. However, I have to say I'm very proud to announce that St. Mary's University of Halifax, Nova Scotia, has taken the grand prize of $800. So congratulations, guys. And I actually think that this brings them up to their goal, which was $10,000. I think they had uh, 9,200 raise. They reached 10000 So congrats to you guys. And you know what? I just feel so good about doing that because, I mean, us as obviously, you know, a super, like, you know, incredibly wealthy podcast. I mean, you know, that's basically just a, nope. you know, a drop in the bucket for nope. us. So it's very, very, very easy for us to just you know, take that and just yep. throw it away, basically, to you know, a, a cause that's raising some money. I mean, we we really love Shinaram and Cystic Fibrosis Canada. So thank you. Don't even want to get into that. Uh, <laughs> that's a conversation that we aren't making any money, and uh, that money actually came from. Um, that money came from a, a, a little gig that we had, a speaking opportunity that we had at a, at a fundraiser, and uh, we got a paycheck, and we decided to, to take that whole paycheck 
and drop it on the <laughs> long story. China Rama. The long story. <laughs> um, but Taylor, there's something else you wanted to talk about, which uh, I'm really excited about. Uh, on September 28th, here again in Halifax, Nova Scotia, we are going to be teaming up with the amazing Dub Cartel. To this is gonna be great. The oh, elevator is moving, folks. We're in the elevator. Someone's gonna get into this elevator right now. <laughs> so we are teaming up with the amazing Dub Cartel to do a show at the Seahorse Tavern, and we are. Um, oh man, I'm getting. Hey, here, be, pause that for a second. Come on in. Hi, we're come on in guess. the middle of recording an intro to our podcast. Okay. Hi. Hi. How what, are you? What's your name? My name's Davida. Davida, and what's your name? MJ. MJ, I hope you're okay with being on a podcast that's listened by thousands of people across <laughs> the world. Uh, we tried to find a quiet place to record this intro, and and, uh, and the girl. This is it. This is this is it. it. Okay. okay. See you guys. Enjoy the rest Good of your night. night. Have a good night, guys. <laughs> What were you saying, Taylor? And uh, the elevator door is closing. <laughs> oh my god. All right, so uh, we will be teaming <laughs> up with the amazing Dub Cartel on September 28th at the always fun and uh, de- deliciously decorated Seahorse Tavern. Oh my god. Such and, a good time. Oh, it's, such a great, it's such a great venue, and we are super excited to do that. Uh, it will be a fundraiser for Mental Health Nova Scotia. We'll be teaming up with them. Uh, they're putting on an awesome reggae show. We're doing a live taping of the podcast. And uh, we're just excited to get out and raise some money, team up with some local sponsors here in Halifax, and just put on a, a raging good time like we like we have done in the past. Yeah. And, you know, if you uh, don't live in Halifax, but you were planning to someday come visit, this is your fucking time, bro. Or, or gal. Or gal. Uh, yeah, or, you can be a woman. Or anything in between. Yeah. Um, uh, We're open. You should totally come visit Halifax on this night, September 28th, Wednesday, Wednesday night. Uh, it's going to be a fucking rager of a party. We can't wait. Uh, more details to be found uh, if you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. That's when we'll let you know. Tickets go on sale. Tickets will be $10 in advance, $15 at the door. Can't wait to see you there. And then the other thing, uh, this has gone on way too long, but the final thing is an uh, interesting thing happened this week. I had no idea that our podcast was being listened to by uh, very hardcore conservative American folk, uh, people that are big uh, and Coulter uh, um, Trump supporters. Uh, Trump supporters, Trump supporters. Um, uh, had a really fun little debate with a woman on Twitter uh, regarding our, our episode with uh, Abby, where we talked about uh, cocaine addiction and, in particular. Um, Abby's uh, decision to try to have a, a, a DIY abortion, uh, and this lady was not not so happy about it. And if you're listening, uh, lady, I, I actually didn't catch what your name was. I think it was Jules. But if you are listening, um, thank you. I just want to say thank you for opening up that dialogue. Very well spirited debate. I thought it was. I think it was too. I thought it was too. And it wasn't through our sick boy Twitter. It was uh, actually on my own personal Twitter that I in, uh, engaged with uh, this woman uh, at Jeremy Saunders, uh, Jeremy with an I E. Um, and yeah, it, it's uh, such an interesting trip to know that like people that I normally don't associate myself with in my everyday life to know that they're tuning in. And, and someone that's been lit, that seems like through what they were saying has been listening, has for, been a listening for a while. Yeah, it was such an interesting thing. So I just thought that all of those folk would really just be completely turned off by our use of 
uh, dick language, jokes. dick jokes, fart jokes, yeah, uh, really Never, inappropriate humor. Uh, yeah, bro, just broing out. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Jules, if that is your name, and if it's not, I'm sorry, but if that is your name, thank you for engaging in that conversation. And for anybody who listens to this episode or any episode in, in uh, future or past, um, let us know your thoughts. Engage with us. Uh, oh, Elevator's moving again. Okay, let's wrap this up. Thank you all so much. Enjoy. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Oh, no. oh wait, no, it didn't die. Here we go. Oh, God, we got it. We got it. We got it. Okay, bye. Bye. We love you. Enjoy the show. We love Enjoy the episode. Love you all. Bye. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is Sherry. She had a concussion. Let's talk about it. How loud we hear things in the headphones. Yeah, thanks for speaking in the mic. Setting a good example for our guest. Uh, speaking of our guest. Hi, Sherry. Hello. Do we start recording? Speaking of yeah. our guest, we have one. Yeah, we, we did start recording. Mics are hot. So uh, watch check, it. Check, <laughs> test one, two, three, four. Definitely going to turn you down. No, I'm just You're I'm not uh, going to talk that there, loud. Bri? I'm not going to talk that loud. Turn S- Taylor up too. So what do you, uh, yeah, Taylor. Taylor's the mumble king. <clears throat> this this is Taylor on the mic. He'll he'll go. Uh, that was one time. No no no. I, actually, it's almost every time. You nope. go. Yeah. Just hold on. <clears throat> nope. Here goes the here goes the impression. <laughs> actually, yeah yeah yeah. You know, I I, uh, I kind of think I agree with the same thing there. So I just I mean, you know, come over. <laughs> 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 you know. Uh, so uh, Sherry, you you uh, you fucked up your head. I really did. Yeah. Oh man. This yeah. is uh, this is kind of cool. We're we're going to be talking about concussions, I think, right? Yes, yep. Uh, which is a pretty hot topic these days, as of you know, as of like this year, it's become quite ever, ever quite since a hot topic. Uh, ever since Will Smith was in a movie about concussions. Yeah. Yes. And also, and I think I don't that. think yeah, I don't think just because of Will Smith though that in that movie, but I also think I was joking. that the, well, but I think there's a that it is a, a lot to do with that movie, and also a lot to do with the fact that there's a lot more science coming out. As of the last like couple of years, behind specifically behind, you know what happens to the human brain after it takes an impact within specific sports like football. mixed martial arts, yeah. football. I think et that movie was more a result of it becoming more news, more newsworthy in exactly. pop culture. I mean, there's been. I mean, we're talking about sports in this regard, and I think it came to prominence because of sports, because you got guys getting things like CTE after like major head trauma. What's like, CTE? CTE uh, is uh, cognitive traumatic, traumatic something. Encephalitis. Encephalitis. Yeah, yeah, right? I think it is. yeah, yeah, I, think yeah right. I think that is right. And that, you know, that's a, a, a result of repeated trauma over time, and you're seeing a lot of pro athletes that play high contact sports, and then them getting like really violent later in life. And sometimes even while they're still playing the sport, there's been a number of guys in the NHL who have killed themselves. You know, yeah. it, it comes yeah. with heavy depression and stuff like that. So uh, that's become hot topic. Concussion comes out. Will Smith, bingo. It's in. The, it's everywhere. In Jer- all aspects. Yeah. And, and I've been noticing a lot in podcasts. I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan's podcast, mm-hmm. a lot of Fighter <laughs> and the Kid. I thought you were going to say, like, a lot of podcast professionals are punching each other in the head. <laughs> yeah, it's getting so real violent. I've noticed a lot there. of podcasters getting concussions. Widespread lately. issue in the podcasting world. But, uh, Sherry, what do you know about concussions? Well, I've learned a lot this year. I bet. You didn't, you didn't get yours from playing sports. No. Um, I wish. I got it from playing sports, but it, the story's a little better than that. 
Um, this is so authentically sick boy. Yeah. Why don't <laughs> yeah. we start there? So, Let's start with the with the how. The how is the best part. Yeah. So in November, end of November, I was leaving work. I worked shift work, but it was a day shift. So I'm leaving work at like 5.30 and I was in a rush and I was texting a friend of mine. So I come, I've worked at the same place for six years. So I've been going out the same door for six years. I come flying out the door with my head down on my phone, texting, slam right into a brick wall. With my forehead. Whoa. Oh, no. <laughs> and immediately, literally thought someone threw a brick at me. <laughs> I was like, I've been assaulted. Stop and realize the, the pillar is right in front of my face. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, I just fucking walked into a wall. And I kind of start laughing. But now, I look. Now, did you go down or were you no, still standing? No, I was standing. Huh. I was like embedded in the brick. <laughs> and I, and I kind of just stopped, put my hand up and, and was laughing. Like was kind of like. shaped hole in the brick. Without, yeah. Without kind of lo- moving my head, I'm kind of like, did anyone fucking see that? Did anyone see it? No. One guy at work kind of said, I thought I saw it. And then you went back in and I was like, what just happened? But, and I. Anyway, I put my hand up and it's just like my forehead was exploded, blood right. everywhere. Oh, so I had no. to, I had to go back in and I'm like, can you get someone from downstairs like to come up and, and the girls are like, oh my God, oh my God, sit down. What happened? I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. So the boss comes up and is like, oh my God, you're not okay. Like, and, and I guess I wasn't making any sense. I don't really, clearly don't really remember very yeah. well, but they're like, you're not driving home. I'm like, no, like, I'm okay. Yeah, you were I like, literally, no, 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 like, it's okay. I was just texting and walking. That's I'm what fine. I said. I was laughing. I'm yeah. like laughing and crying at the same time going, I literally just walked into a wall and did this to myself. And it was at this point, like a couple inches off of my forehead and just openly bleeding down into my eyes. And I'm like trying oh, to laugh at myself because I'm like, who the hell does this? They're like, you're not going home. And Sherry's like, I was, I'm I fine. And they're like, no, and then, go home. And then my ah. boss is like, okay, I know this is embarrassing, but like, I have to get EHS to check you out. I can't let you leave. And I'm like, for fuck's sakes. Okay. So the paramedic comes and is laughing and whatever, but right. no one actually, like my, my boss said, you know what? Like you might want to go to a Cairo tomorrow and see, cause you probably fucked up your neck. And no one really said, other than looking in my eyes, which I think is for a brain bleed to make sure. No one really said, you know, if you feel like this or if you feel like this, then you might have a concussion. They kind of just said, take time off work. And I'm like, well, no, I'll probably be in tomorrow. Little, I was just texting. Little did I know. Really, I'm like, guys, I'm fine. I'm, no one I'm mentioned fine. concussion? At not, the scene? not right there. No, my, not, not at the scene of the crime. I am curious to know, did you ever send that text? Did your friend get the text? <laughs> oh, yeah, she got the text. Oh, thank God. Did you have to change it a little bit afterwards? Like, I delete said, a little bit and be like, no, I actually just walked into a wall? It had no vowels in it. <laughs> I said I, had, I, said I just split my head open come upstairs because she was downstairs she works with me <laughs> so uh my my girlfriend actually she she definitely would have laughed really hard because she loves accidents she's like the type of person who will watch fail vid- videos all yeah day. i mean this and is perfect quality content for for america's funny so totally. videos i'm so, telling you oh if i we had were, it on video i could make money we were um <laughs> we were walking in the airport one day and uh, we were walking like maybe 10 feet behind this family and uh there's like two adults and this maybe like three or four year old girl and she's holding their hands and they're just walking along and the parents aren't really paying attention to her and she's just looking around not paying attention to them and she just walked square into like a pillar in the middle of the hall and just dropped and my first reaction was like oh my god is that little girl okay and Chelsea (laughs) 
couldn't <laughs> stop laughing. She thought it was the funniest thing, and I and I oh, thought it was terrible. funny after I knew the girl was okay, but like. I was trying to make sure that nobody saw Chelsea laughing because I didn't want them to be like, that girl's so mean. She's a terrible person. She's, she's not a terrible she's person. Evil she's evil incarnate. Person, well, it was pretty funny. Uh, anyway, I mean, that's another conversation for another time. Um, I, I love how it's so uniquely, you ha- you almost have to be on your phone in this day and age of like to have yeah. your head far enough in front of your shoulders for your head forehead to, to be the first thing. I hit, hit my knee too, I think. See, but like I didn't take any it didn't take any. I'm not going to lie. I since we've I've known that you have done this now uh for <clears throat> for a while. Yeah. Uh and it, it comes up in my mind more than it should or maybe <laughs> or maybe just as much as it should because I'll be walk I walk and text a lot. I'm like I'm always in my phone. And <clears throat> almost like Two to three times a week, I'll be walking and texting, and I'll think, "Be careful, Jer. Yeah, <laughs> Sherry got real fucked up doing this. So, like, make sure. And yeah. I, it actually has changed the way that I like orient my neck and hold my phone. It's good. <laughs> as ridiculous as it sounds, like it's fucking dangerous. Well, and so <laughs> that leads me to my question. Yeah, do you have it? Has it changed the way you oh, hold your phone? Anytime I'm on my phone, if I'm walking or anything, I'm kind of like, okay, no, nope. Do not do this. You've learned this lesson. Yeah, already. I put it in You've my pocket. This. I'm like, nothing is important right now. <laughs> so then what What? What happened uh, after so, you left so work? I left work. My friend Gina, who I had been texting, drove me home. She was working that night. So the bosses just said, like, you go take her home and don't leave. They wouldn't. Because I was living with Tony at the time, our friend Tony. And um, they said, what time's your roommate coming home? And I said, well, like after midnight, probably. I don't know. And so, yeah, who yeah, knows? I, Tony. Yeah. He might be out all night. He can, might not come home. Sure. Is, this the Tony, is this Tony that I know, Tony? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. So, so she stays with me. Basically, her whole shift was just at my house. And she's like, well, I have to go let the dog out. I have to do this. And I'm like, I didn't know how much of a mess I actually was at that point. So, I'm like, I'll come let the dog out with you. I don't feel that good. But so I go, she lets me go. This is what I had on. So I leave my house in, this was in November, I had Christmas flannel pajama pants on, tucked into rubber boots with a camouflage jacket that belongs to my boyfriend, like a real like army one. And my head was like piled onto my, my, my hair was piled onto my head in this like huge mess like rat's nest. You're just, and dressed, my, you're just dressed to the nines. You, like, you go well, to a date, you go to the ball with the yeah, Downtown Dartmouth. Yeah. <laughs> sure. and, and then my head split open and it's huge, like huge. Uh, like I should have brought a picture, but it's ridiculous. And I'm walking around the grocery store. She lets me, I was like, I have to stop and get food, which I don't know. I don't think I was hungry. I was just not, I was a wreck. I bought bacon chips and olives and like, and she's letting me wander around. I'm like, in the morning I woke up, I'm like, Gina, why did you let me go out like that and buy, like, why the fuck did I buy olives? I'm like, just <laughs> a mess. You put them in the chip bag. Yeah, like I woke chips. up and they're like on the counter. I'm like, what is happening? So wait, like, were you, were you actually like the next day when you look at those olives, like, were you cloudy on what, oh, like what had happened? Oh, I was cloudy for like, months. Like, are there, are there, are there points in that day that you don't remember? Like, did you have to um, have things... It's hard to explain. So I, well, to jump forward a little after that, I kind of just wasn't feeling well that whole week. I didn't go back to work, obviously. 
And, and, just, and what is not feeling well? Like, so that's what's kind of hard to explain with concussions. So there's a bunch of different types of symptoms you can get. Um, there's like physical symptoms. So my head obviously hurt, but I was kind of just dismissing it as I smashed it into a wall. Like, <laughs> yeah, of right. course, it's my head split open. Hurts. Of course, it hurts. It's yeah. bleeding. It's bruised, visibly bruised on the outside. And there's yeah. a huge bump. My head hurts. But I was also getting like neck pain. Um, and I was getting a lot of um, symptoms that were like... I can only describe it like you feel like you're in a fog. Hmm. So I would kind of like, I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't really focus on what, like on, I couldn't focus on one thing at a time. So if there was a few things going on in the background, I would be really confused. It's like an extreme hangover. I I feel like that's how I feel when I'm like, when I've gone on a real, real aggressive bender. And then the next day I can't like, function. Well, yeah. And you're sensitive to light and you're sensitive to noise. Um, I couldn't stay awake. That was the biggest thing that I re- finally realized, like I have to go oh, Jesus, talk to someone sound good. because at one point I had to go into work. I didn't actually go into work, but I had some stuff I had to do. So I went in and it was probably an hour and a half. And then when I got home, I slept for four hours. And when I woke up, I called my mom, who's a nurse. And I was like, I just can't stay awake. And she's like, okay, like you have to go to the doctor. But I go to, do you guys know Cove Sport Therapy down on um, Prince Albert Road? It's down by Powder's Cove. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a physio clinic and there's like physio and my osteopath is there and they're just really knowledgeable about injuries Yeah, they're really good there. They're they're excellent. So I ended up going in to see Erica Bowie, who's a physio, just because mostly for neck stuff, but this was probably like four days, five days after it happened. And Natalie Randall is an osteopath there and she specializes in concussions. Like she's done all of her thesis or whatever, her osteo stuff on concussions. So she's like phenomenal wealth of knowledge. So I go in to see her and she does this test because to tell if you have a concussion, you do like a, it's called a SCAT test, like sports assessment. Scoobity boop, ba boop, boop, do, ba ba zoo, ba da ba do, ba da ba ba. And then they're like, uh, you missed the zoobity doop. You've got a concussion. Yeah. (laughs) Right? That's That's the SCAT test, I'm pretty sure. So you've done it before. I have, yeah. (laughs) So it's just basically a bunch of symptoms that they grade on out of, I think, 60 maybe. And I failed miserably, like absolutely miserably. And she's like, you have it. What kind of things? Do you remember what the... I have it right here. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I got her to print it off because I actually saw her this afternoon. Brian's been very moody and and says a lot of dumb things and... um, and has just been kind of cloudy over the last few days. Let's give Let's Brian a little bit of the test because I think <laughs> you might have a concussion. I Brian. actually, I was going to say that, like, I'm I'm sitting here and and like listening to your your symptoms and like I've had stitches separately two separate times in my head from being like hit playing soccer, mm-hmm. and I've never once thought, oh, I may have had a concussion in either of those moments. But like when you're talking about how you felt afterwards. I'm thinking back and like, yeah, I, I kind of felt like I couldn't sleep. And yeah. because people always say like, oh, don't let the person fall asleep. So that's old. Uh, apparently that's fine now. You can sleep. Okay, really? Yeah. Yeah, I had oh, no idea about yeah. that. Yeah, I had that. I had a bunch of concussions growing up and they were and always they used like, to don't keep, go to sleep. They used to keep waking you up. Or they yeah, don't do that wake, anymore. wake you up every Half so often because yeah. like, yeah, no, you sleep no fucking long. wonder you're feeling cloudy and you can't yeah. think of uh, more than one sleep. thing. You're not sleeping. I haven't slept in days. So let's hear this. Te- what are so, some of the things on there? So some of the things, the first bit is like you evaluate symptoms one through six, like one being the mildest and six being severe. Mm-hmm. So she goes through like, how do you feel like headache, pressure in your head, neck pain, nausea, vomiting, 
dizziness, blurred vision, balance, sensitivity to light and noise, feeling slowed down, which was big for me, feeling like in a fog. And it says, doesn't feel right, which is, that's like the biggest thing I kept just saying. I said, I don't know what's wrong, but like, I don't feel like myself. Can't quite articulate it, but you know, it's not. And um, stuff like either trouble falling asleep or not being able to stay awake. There's like two extremes and usually you have one or the other. I was like comatose. Um, more emotional, which was a really weird one, more emotional and irritable and anxious, which I don't have Brian. <laughs> I'm just um, kidding. <laughs> which, I think I have a concussion. I was just, right point, I was just, I was just pointing at Brian and as she was saying that. Every, every podcast, Brian's like, guys, I have that. <laughs> I think I have that. Oh, no. Literally. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I was like, cause I was off work, not to jump ahead, but I was off at work about four months. In total. That's, that's, Whoa, a, that is, that's a really long time. Really yeah, I know. Time. It was awful. So the anxious, like I've never had anxiety. Like I didn't really know much about it. And when I got a concussion, one of my sim- main symptoms was I was super anxious about like, I thought everyone at work thought I was faking, which like, who the fuck cares? I wasn't faking. I mm. knew I wasn't faking, but I was like. They saw you run in to the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Your head was visibly damaged. Well, I just was like, I look fine. So I should be at work at first. I I got over that, but I, I just, and that would make me emotional, which is another symptom. And I'd just be like, I, cause I couldn't verbalize how I was feeling. Like people would say, how's your progress? When are you going to be back? Okay. I don't know when I'm going to be back because there's no timeline and no one can give you a timeline. And I don't know how to explain to you how I feel because I don't feel right, but that's all I can tell you. I just don't. Were you, feel like, were you right. crying a lot? Like, were mm-hmm. you like you were just? Yeah, oh yeah. You're just. Yeah, like, yeah. I would like. It, it's hard because it's like you don't think of your brain. Well, you don't think of your brain. Period. <laughs> you don't think of all the stuff it does for you. And then when you injure it, which is what a concussion is, it's a brain injury. Mm-hmm. You start to realize like your brain is your personality. It's your skills. It's your memory. It's your. It's every single thing you do, and it's who you are. So when it's injured and you're going through all this crazy stuff because of all these pathways that are mixed up and all this stuff, chemicals going on, you're di- like, I felt different. Like I felt like my personality was different. I was emotional. I cried a lot. I was getting mad at my family all the time because I'd go over and things would start to bother me like lights and sounds. And I'd just get up and be like, I got to get out here. And I'd storm out. And then I'd be on my way home and I'd start crying. Like, why did I just get mad at everybody? Like, mm-hmm. it's just, I wasn't myself. So it was really hard to deal with how long it took to finally go away. What have we said it? Like, what is a concussion? Like what happens when you get a concussion? What's happening to the brain? Your brain. And I've learned a lot, but it's probably not going to be perfect science or anything like that. Well then get the fuck out of here. (laughs) I just wanted to disclaimer in case anyone's (laughs) listening, who's a fucking specialist or something. So, um, when you, when you have impact to the head, so I hit, the front of my forehead on brick. Um, my, your brain, my brain hit the front of my forehead. And in my case, it was pretty severe and pretty hard hit. It also bounced back and hit the back of my skull. So I had an impact on the front that actually caused damage to the outside that you could see. And then the brain came back and hit the back, like by the base of my skull. So I had, it, it basically bruises your brain and um, like in the front and the back. So what also happens beside that, you have like um, your dura in your brain, which is one of the layers of brain matter. I think it's yeah. dura actually means like tough mother or something like that. It, it's like it toughens 
like when upon impact, it tightens around your brain to protect it, but it doesn't immediately loosen. So it's the same with a whiplash. Right. Hmm. So it's like shitty armor. <clears throat> yeah. Well, it's good because it, yeah. it's protecting your brain. But at the same time, like everything just immediately tightens up your neck into your Which is skull. the reason why we can play contact oh. sports and not always get concussions. You can do those things. Those things are there. There's a, so there, there's a, an acceptable level of trauma that your neck and your head can undergo before it mm-hmm. manifests as a The, the duramat. Remember when we had Sean on and he was talking about they right. had to pierce, puncture his duramat to mm-hmm. get into his spinal fluid. Yeah. yeah. Into, into the, I guess, the back of his head. Yes, it is one of the meninges. The yes. meninges. Thank you. Your, your sister is back here. there, yeah. uh, giving us the science, the science background. Thank what's you. A, what's it, a meninge? It's the meninge. <laughs> what's a meninge? I think it's a layer. Yeah, it's like when you get meningitis. Oh. That's infected. Yeah. Ah. So the dura tightens, and that's what causes a lot of the issues that, like the symptoms from the concussion, like that will cause headaches. Yeah. Um, and, um, and just like one of the things that I had issues with, um, my brain fluid. So the cerebral spinal fluid, CSF, I think it's called yeah, yeah, yeah. that, that like bathes your brain with nutrients and sugars and, um, causes everything to work properly. It, one side of my dura tightened more than the other. So my fluids were imbalanced. So I had all this shit going wrong with one side that was a little more normal on the other side. And I also had this um, ocular, (laughs) when they told me this, I was like, oh my God, am I like, what's, can you tell? Like, am I cross-eyed? What's going on? Because she said, your eyes aren't tracking properly. And that's why you're getting headaches behind your eyes. And I'm like, what do you mean my eyes aren't tracking properly? That's crazy. Well, you look to the right, but then both of your eyes look right and left at the same time. (laughs) And I was like, what? Yeah, so one of them was just like, I think it was my left eye. It was not catching up with the right when I would look, so it was working harder. I I can picture you leaving the appointment, looking in the mirror right away, going, like trying to look back and forth and catch it, and you're like, I'm pretty sure they're working right, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I was just like, oh my God, what do you mean my eyes are messed up? Like just- Was it visible? Like, could she say like, oh, one of your eyes is really slow. tracking with her finger, and she could tell- but you couldn't, you wouldn't be able to look at me and be like, your eyes slow. <laughs> but I could feel it because it almost felt like muscle soreness in the back of my eye. Like it felt like my eye was like tired. strained. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was really weird. I just like, I mean, and I couldn't, one of the things you can't do is read. You can't watch TV. You can't. So I couldn't really do much with my eyes anyway. But every day life, you're kind of looking around yeah. <laughs> at your eyes. Yeah. Well, there's like, uh, uh, I think. Uh, man, maybe not too long after you had you hit your head, mm-hmm. uh, or uh, once you were able to like go and do th- things relatively normally. Mm-hmm. Um, I was telling you about a guy that I had met who had had like a super severe head injury where he was drunk, he had his hands in his pocket, he was running in the winter, boom, head first, slips on the ice, basically goes head first into the ground. Yeah. He was, he was told that he had to be in a dark room constantly yeah. for like for like six months. Darkness Ooh. all the time. Can't read. In a straight jacket. Just, well, just to make it easier. Well, eventually they, that's what will happen. I said that they couldn't, you, you weren't allowed, he could, he could read, no, he couldn't read because he couldn't have light, he, but he could listen to, to things and he could watch uh, reruns. Watch reruns, exactly, because yeah. you, yeah. you can't, it's like, it's too much for your brain to, to process, process something, something mm-hmm. that it doesn't yeah. already know, but 
if you you can watch Whoa. a movie or a show that you've already seen because your brain is working much less hard because it already knows to take what's in happening. the story to like get to know the characters. Totally. It, yeah, it's there's like, there's a Radio Lab episode. Of, I think it's a Radio Lab episode, but it's uh, about a very similar topic where the person um, just opened up a cupboard door and like bent down to pick something up and then stood up and smashed their head in the cupboard door. How many times have you done that in your life? Uh, not, a, not enough. I've done that quite a few I've times in the Probably kitchen. Enough, it's like, it's the fucking worst. You come up from like the, uh, the dishwasher and you're putting dishes away. Like that's, I, that's where I was doing. But the point is, but is definitely that, didn't do it how, as bad as how difficult person. it is, is like, okay, so Sherry, you hit your head and you're going all th- through all these symptoms. Um, just rest your brain. Yeah. Well, that was the hardest thing. And that's what they tell you because you can't watch TV. Because and it's not even for that reason for like the memory thing. It's also the screen. Something yeah, about screens. Strain on your eyes. It's the, the pixels move and it's too much on your head. Right. So, and they were saying with this guy, you can't watch movies, but you can listen to them. Yeah. But only the ones that you've already, you already seen. know. Yeah. Now, just to come back to your story, like you go home, you mm-hmm. end up going out and buying um, a really awesome combo of yeah. chips and olives. Yeah. And then the next day you're like, what the fuck? Why am I buying olives? What would like at what point were you like, okay, I'm gonna go well, see someone about this? I talked to a couple guys at work and I and they said, How are you feeling? And I was like, you know what, I just don't feel right. And there was one of the guys I work with who kept saying, You need to go to the doctor. You probably have a concussion. And he kept saying, like, yeah, I don't know if you understand this is serious, people die. And I'm like, Well, I'm not gonna die because I'm mm. alive and I don't have a brain bleed and I'm fine. And finally I was like, Okay, I'm gonna go. And instead of the doctor, I got into the physio, um, probably four days later. Mm-hmm. And um did that test and, and then was like, okay. But then still she said, you need to take at least 10 days off work. And I was like, no, 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 I can't. Which is so <laughs> ridiculous because I absolutely could. I just was like, no, I'm not that sick. Like I'm fine. Think of your favorite one hit wonder. Or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have. Or that TV show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon. Now, what if we could fix it? I'm Francesca Ramsey. And I'm Delon Grant. And after 20 years of friendship, we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called Let Me Fix It. Each episode, we'll dig into our favorite celebrities, shows, and brands of yesteryear, and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today. Think of our show as an intervention, but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And she could tell, like, obviously she deals with concussion pains all the time and I think that's the first thing everyone says it's like no 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 I'm good and then I slowly started to realize how not okay I was and and what was it that was was it because these these symptoms of like cloudiness and 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 you know irritability and those types yeah. of things just weren't going away well, or yeah and like part of so part of the part of the this test so you go through the first that I was talking about was all the symptoms this is the part that I actually, when I got to, I was like, oh my God, like I, something's wrong with me because the cognitive and physical evaluation. So there's like four or five little things that they do. The first one's like a memory list and she kind of just lists off all these words. And then she asks you like a minute later, repeat the words back. And it's like, this one says elbow, apple, carpet, saddle, bubble, candle, paper. And then she goes through, I think there's like nine words or something. And you have to repeat back can you tell me the word? Like after she'll ask a couple more and then she'll go back the memory list I gave you. Can you repeat back? And I, I don't know. I got like three. Elbow, apple, carpet, bubble, candle. 
Shit, uh, Brian, you don't have a concussion. That's I cool. might have a concussion. I, I have no idea what. <laughs> I know. That's the thing. It's like, could I do that, that sounds before? Hard. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know what? I had to do these tests. At, uh, when I, I, I've had a number of concussions. I had to do these tests, uh, not in minor hockey <laughs> here, but I went to school in the States I was at, a, at a private school and played. And when I got a concussion there, before I was allowed to go do anything else, they'd sit me down at a computer and I had mm-hmm. to do a bunch of these. Like They made you do it at a computer? Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. You're not supposed to look <laughs> <Yeah>. at screens. <laughs> My concussions being like minor in the way that I hit my head on Monday and then on Friday they're like okay we're doing it since you haven't had any symptoms well 80% of concussions apparently only take 10 days like there's there's a good amount that you're you're shitty and then you just start to feel better my my question about that is is what is how important is the first like 24 to 48 hours in in making sure that you're not like stressing you're putting extraneous pressure on your brain i don't know about the first 24 to 48 but i know the first like couple weeks that's when you really have to rest i don't know immediately i'm not if if you don't like if it's a really severe concussion if you don't like you could die is that because you you said your your body was like yo you could die and i think that's I, I don't think like the first 24 hours or something, you're supposed to kind of get checked out because you could have a brain bleed or something serious like right. that. Okay. Uh, like a, like a different type of head injury. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how people get. Die. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but for the first bit, if you're just not resting, it's not going to get better. Sure. Well, there's people who I get stacked concussions. Lot, yeah. And again, in, again, in, in really hockey. high, high mm-hmm. contact sports where yeah. a guy will get out, go out and I've seen guys get smashed in hockey and they get up and the first two steps they take, you're like, Oh, that guy's got a fucking concussion. Dude. Then they come back to the bench and someone's like, Whoa, are you okay? And they're like, no, 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 it's all good. All good. All good. Go back out. Don't know where they are. Basically get smoked again. Cause they have no idea what's going on around them. Yeah. And there's guys in the, in the States, especially in high school guys die in preseason football all the time. Go out, get smashed crazy bad concussions, say they're fine. It's like 110 degrees out too. They go back out, get hit again. So wait, is a stacked concussion, uh, I guess when you said that, I I was thinking, oh, okay, yeah, like two or three concussions over the period of a month. But you're talking about like- I'm talking like in very soon after. Like a boom, bang, hit. it's easier to get one right after. And then another like 20 minutes, bang, hit again. your head is like fresh trauma, and then you go out, and then you get smoked again, and like maybe those same parts get hit again, or it's another part, and and they just stack on top of each other, and there's guys that die like instantly. Dude, oh man! Two guys at at my soccer game the other night both went up for headers, uh, smashed heads. Gee. The guy stood back up, wobbly legs, took like three steps, laid down, and his his team were like, "He's okay, he's okay." And I went over and I was like, "He's not. That guy is not okay." He should he should leave right now. He and, looks like he was and, just born. And go to the... He yeah. looks like Bambi. He looks like Bambi, yeah. <laughs> was he okay? No, definitely not. No, he didn't leave. Oh, man. I went over to the if, bench and I told their coach, I was like, dude, that guy should go to the hospital right now. Yo, and, if this yeah, guy, then, if you're listening... It's not too late. Go to the hospital. <laughs> go to the le- go to the hospital. Bambi legs. Go to a physio or an osteo. But what about the UFC? Like those guys get smashed in the oh, face. I can't like, even imagine. Well, but the thing is too is that they have they have a very close like they're they're being monitored, very closely monitored, right. right? So, well, I mean, in all sports, and that's a, I guess that's a big difference between sports head trauma and uh, workplace related head trauma. I'm just using your case as an example. Anytime I've gotten a concussion, which have been a number but minor where like I take a week off of working out and that's it basically. It's been, I hit, it looks, even if it, even if I don't, it just looks like I hit my head. You know, they're like, get off the ice, 
go into the dressing room, Ooh. sit down and try to remember your day. And, yeah. you, and you need to say what you had for breakfast this morning. You need to be able to count back from like 25, just little tiny things that are like, is your brain working properly like it normally would? I, you remind me of something. I kind of have a question. It's a little bit off topic, but what you just said there and also Sherry, what you were talking about with the, the, you know, the random like two syllable words that you were just like yep. rif- rifling off there. What's the deal with like people who get pulled over for DUIs? And they do the check and they ask them to say the alphabet backwards. I think that's just in movies. Okay, because I could never <laughs> say that I could never happen. say the no. alphabet backwards. No one could. Ever that's why it's life. funny in a movie. Have you seen the have you seen the skit? I think it's a I think it's uh Yeah, the a one skit. who does it fully. And he's a he's like a he's like a redneck cowboy dude yeah. and he's like and he's, and he's dancing. dancing and he yeah. breaks dance, yeah, yeah. And then she's it's like, And now it. I want you to he walks the line no problem, and he does it with a little dance at the end, and then she goes, Okay, now I want you to step. Bump, step, yeah. bump, bump, <laughs> yeah. step. Bump. Oh, dude, that's from Reno 911. Yeah, oh, I think that? it is. Yeah. One of the like best cop shows oh, my God. in it's the history so of funny. It's and Amazing. Goes, and then she, he goes, you're a great dancer. And he goes, no, nah, I'm just drunk. <laughs> and she goes, ah, will you get your hands on the car, sir? Yeah. Goes, uh, clever. So, so you go in, you do this test, you mm-hmm. realize, okay, I have a concussion. Yep. You're told to take 10 days off work. Yeah. And, and she told me later on, like, she was like, I thought you were probably going to be one of the percentage the, that was going to need longer because I had, so in 2014, I had a, like a very minor car injury or car accident, but I had whiplash, um, mm. which, uh, like was worse than I thought it was going to be. I had a lot of neck issues from the whiplash and it really wasn't bad. Like my head didn't snap back. We just got bumped. Um, at work and, um, and it just really caused issues in my neck. So again, like the dura tightened. So my dura was still tight. And then on top of that, I have the concussion with more tightness and that's why it lasted. Like I'm still having symptoms, not concussion, dizzy, um, like cognitive stuff, just more structural neck. And what, and what are some of the things, I mean, I, I've been around you quite a bit with this. We traveled together when Mm -hmm. you, when you, uh, when I know that you were you were kind of thinking that you were okay, but then you <laughs> yeah. kind of weren't okay, but no, you kind of were. Okay. Uh, and then, and even just recently, you were saying something about the, the air pressure when yeah. it was about to thunder. I know, lightning. I know, I sound crazy, but um, just all the humidity with the thunderstorms, it really affects the pressure in my head. And I'll you know, like I was at Lana's party, right? Her rodeo party in July, and uh, and I just suddenly was like, I got to get out of here. It just got too loud. And I said to one of our other friends, like, you need to drive me home. And then it, it just suddenly, like, I was like, I got to go. Like, this crazy, which is what happens with the, con- it kept happening with the concussion. And then the minute I got home, the sky opened up and it was like crazy thunder and lightning. Storm. So what the, what the fuck is that? Because I have something similar, sort of, with my, with my lungs. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually have never looked into it. Uh, I never asked any of my doctors or anything like that. I'll probably do it someday. But Do you mean like you can tell like what kind of gonna... weather, like what type well, of weather is coming? I think when there's kind of a low pressure system in mm-hmm. place, my lungs feel a lot heavier. It feels like someone's sitting on my chest. Oh, yeah. yeah so like throughout sense. that day, I'll be like, oh, man, it's hard to like get a full breath in. I just kind of constantly feel like someone's like kind of tied a rope around my chest and they're like hmm. tugging it tight. Um, and I'm wondering like, is, do you know what the fuck's going on with your well, head? I, I kind of mentioned that to my osteopath, Natalie, and <clears throat> she said, yeah, that's I, a lot of my concussion patients have that issue with 
like thunderstorm season. They Mm -hmm. just have, are a lot more symptomatic because of the pressure. She said, it's actually, she's like, it's a thing. You're not crazy. Do you get the thing where this is another thing that I've noticed and it's generally, so like once a month, uh, usually around nighttime, low pressure system. Again, I'm guessing full moon, uh, the moon comes out, Mm, it's quite full. And then my knuckles, I'm like, I, I kind of generally I'll hunch over and I'll start like, <laughs> and then my knuckles like sprout hair. Yeah. Like and Teen then, Wolf. Uh, that's exactly what it's like. Yeah. And then, I don't get that. Oh, <laughs> I'll ask my doctors about yeah. it. And you were saying like, even, even when you think that you are feeling okay, yeah. loud music. Yeah. Or- I'm still having, and, and like I said, it's not really as much the concussion confusion and all that, but like I, I am aware that I something's different with my right, head. and there's just certain things that mm-hmm. are happening, like socially or whatever. That yeah, you're that just I like, like I you couldn't pay me to go to a loud bar, right. and I just I wouldn't be able to. I'd be a cranky bitch. Can you still not really quite put your finger on or articulate what it is that you um, feel no, in those moments? No, because I'm feeling a lot better with those symptoms. Like I don't feel like I'm walking around in a fog. I'm not confused. I'm not emotional. I'm not as irritable. I don't know. I think I was always a little irritable. So if we invited you, <laughs> like I just, some of it, I'm like, I think I was like this before. If we invited you out to like a big old, like dub cartel show where it was like bumping at mm. the seahorse, you, you would, I, it, would your head just hurt? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I, well, yeah. Like what? I did. I went to the tattoo for the first time this year with a friend of mine and I was kind of like, why? And the tattoo is like a big, uh, the, sort of maritime. Yeah. Just like a lot of big pipes and yeah. drum bands. And, and within 20 minutes I was like, Oh shit. I think most people get like that. I was going to say, yeah. I can't do the tattoo either. And it was just, it was like four <laughs> hours. Dude, there is a host right next to me. And it's in practice music space and actually like hearing them jam, but on a certain night of the week. It's bagpipes? It's bagpipe practice. Oh, you know what, though? Dude. If you've heard someone who knows how to really fuck up a set of bagpipes in a good way, it's pretty impressive. Dude, this, for, is like, this is like for cool. They're this is just like, really bo- obnoxious. This is like boring Nova Scotia bagpipe music. Yeah. I, I find that like every, it always sounds like every bag, <coughs> bagpiper is playing the exact same song. I think they are. Is there, there, there is, is actually a different song. Well, no, there's only one song you can play on the bagpipe. <laughs> Yeah, that one. <laughs> We're going to have someone write in who's a bagpipe player and be like, you guys are fucking assholes. I'm done listening to you. Yeah. I, I subscribed on Patreon. I'm taking away my money. <laughs> like Bill Burr says, it's all funny until it affects you. Something that you do. Yeah. Uh, Sherry, like what, what type of, because this sounds like it's obviously like something that's really kind of emotionally mm-hmm. difficult to deal with. Like it's like you said, it's affecting your, your brain. Yeah. Like what type of um, emotional toll did has this whole event taken on you? Actually, I think I learned a lot. Like I gained a lot of patience. That was like the biggest thing because that was there. There was one point where I was just getting so frustrated with being off work and just having like my, I had to stop everything. Like I couldn't, the only thing I could do was rest and thank God it was winter. Cause if it was summer, I would have been a, cra- a wreck, but I mean more of a wreck. I was a wreck, but, <laughs> but like I, I had to stop yoga. I had to stop any type of fitness. I like the extent of exercise I was getting was taking my dog for a walk around the block. And that was almost too much. Sometimes I'd have to turn around like, and I mean actual block, like I wasn't Mm. going for any more than 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'd have to stop, turn around and come back because it was too much. And that is not me. And I couldn't read. I couldn't watch movies. I couldn't, I couldn't be in a room with more than like two or three people because it was too much to keep up with. Like if a conversation was going on, I couldn't properly listen and then 
interject and take part the way I normally would. So I I just kind of sit there quietly, which I'm not usually that quiet. And I just couldn't respond to what was going on. And I just didn't feel like myself. I'm like, I have nothing to say because I can't keep up. What you're (laughs) saying to me sounds like, like if that was to happen to me, I'd be like, this is so fucking severe. It's scary. But I think a lot of people don't realize that concussions are so serious. And I'm wondering if, if you if you faced any sort of like stigma surrounding the fact that like concussions aren't that bad. Oh, I'll tell you what happened at work. So then this, this took me a while to, it really bothered me. Like I went in to visit the guys. I work with mostly guys and I went in to visit the guys that I work with. I know. Guys. And most of them are pretty good. Like I've been working with the same people for a good, like five, six years, good relationships. And one of them is a bit of a dick. And I went in and, and everyone's like, oh, how you doing? How you feeling? And I'm kind of keeping it kind of short because I couldn't explain how I was doing or how I was feeling mm-hmm. other than I'm not well. And, um, and I just kind of said, I'm talking to one of them. I'm like, you know, it's tough. Like, I can't really do much, whatever, whatever. Mind you, I looked fine. Like, I was even like kind of dressed up a little bit because I had something to do that day out of the house. And so you had, were in uh, rain boots uh, yeah, Raymond was tucked pants. into the boots. Yeah, yeah, yeah camo right. jacket. Yeah, right, right, my right, normal. Yeah. Your hair does look like totally, totally fucking Dartmouth red. Yeah. yeah, you know. <laughs> so dressed up, and um, and I said I'm going to be. They, you know, everyone. The first question, and they think they're helping, but like, oh, when are you going to be back? What's the timeline? There's no fucking timeline. I got so sick of saying that. But I, you know, people genuinely are just trying to. Yeah. What's 40 divided by 17? Yeah. With the square root of <laughs> three. Math. That's what I'm going to do. Do they work in, do they work in like three month intervals when they're working on that timeline? Or are they like, There's well, let's no try timeline. again in three months and see what no, you do? No, you just, no. But so this guy at work says, literally, and it makes me angry even thinking about it and I'm over it. Well, maybe I'm not. Um, <laughs> if it makes you angry when you're thinking about it, <laughs> probably not. I know. <laughs> he said, haven't you ever fucking hit your head before? Uh, Whoa! How badly like, did you want a roundhouse kick him in the side of the head? I really oh, did, but like I, I wasn't myself, and I wasn't, and I just kind of didn't know what to do. I just stood there and went, "I'm really not well," and like that's all I said. If I, if I was myself, I would have been like, "Go fuck yourself." I bet you, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this guy is the most complete cock ever. But I, I bet you the way that you responded, if you didn't even show it, I bet you deep down in his heart, he went. Oh. I don't know. I yeah. don't know if he because has one. because when someone says like, cause it's like when someone, someone says, says they're like disappointed in you, or like you know when your parents yeah. go, I'm yeah. not yeah. mad at you, exactly. I'm disappointed. It's that is same thing where you he go. Probably wanted like, a little bit of that, like go fuck yourself. But I, I was I was like stunned. A, I was oh, like, oh my god, like that I'm, hurt me. I'm yeah. not feeling well. <laughs> Oh, He's, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, oh, he'd like uh, yeah, fucking nailed that one, right, yeah. right guys? Am I right, right guys? Oh, and I, you know, I told a couple of the other guys, they're like, "Well, of course he said that. He's a dick, right? Yeah. Like, like don't. Why do you care what he says?" And He's I was that like, guy. "I don't know. I don't." But yeah. yeah, I like to hope that that guy learned a lesson there, but maybe he didn't. I don't know. I mean, I get that I, when, when you were saying earlier about the the. Uh, how long did that um, feeling that people thought that you were faking it or that it wasn't like. Uh, that it wasn't as serious as it actually was. Like, how long did that go on? Because I, I get that whenever I get anything, really. I, I always feel like that. Well, that sense until that when I went I'm... back to work, and I was back to work, like, just doing some paperwork stuff for a couple hours a week, not much at all, just the first. So I worked a day. This is what I was saying before. I worked a 12-hour day shift. I went home, 
And then the next day I worked a night shift and I felt okay. Like I went home after my night shift, got in at like seven in the morning, was like, I feel okay. Like that wasn't too bad. My head was a little bit sore, but I went to sleep. So I went to sleep at seven in the morning. I set my alarm for 3.30 in the afternoon. And you woke up three weeks later. I'm not kidding. That's pretty much right. (laughs) I woke up. Zombies had taken over the earth. I woke up to Tony in my bedroom. (laughs) like shaking my leg going, Sherry, Sherry. Oh my God. Oh my God. Sherry, are you okay? And I open my eyes and I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, two guys from your work are downstairs. Oh, I remember you telling me this. Yeah. And they, and he said, they're worried you, you missed your night shift. And I'm looking around and it's dark and I'm like, what time is it? And I look and my alarm's going off next to my head and I'm like, what? And he's like, it's nighttime. You're supposed to work tonight. It is quarter to eight. And I, and I start working at I started, was supposed to start work at 5.30. So my alarm was set for three. It had been going off for hours. Wow. And, and I opened my eyes and I'm like, I'm so tired. I go downstairs wrapped up in this big duvet and I'm like, guys from work are down there. Like, we just came to check on you. We were so worried. So you like hardcore slept for and I don't pat- think <clears throat> I, more than 12 I hours. I don't think I moved. Like I literally was like on my back, not in the same position as in seven in the morning. That's heavy sleep. Like dead sleep. That amount of sleep sounds so good to me. <laughs> oh, no. It was really it scary. And then I called my boss and I was like, I'll be in in, in in a minute. And then and then I got off the phone. I'm like, what? And I was like, I'm still tired. I'm not going to work. And I went back to bed. My boyfriend was on his way home from Gagetown. And, and he woke me up at like 930. And I was like, I'm still really tired. So I had to come off work again for a little while. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, it was too much cognitively for me, I think. So what was it like oh going gosh. back to work? Like actually going back to work when you... I just did when, it slowly. So I did like a day and a night and then I took four off and then I did two days and a night and they, everyone was so great. Like I had to because it was, and like, it, it was just crazy. Like that much, because what the specialist said was, um, as you're recovering, try to do one thing at a time. So that was one of my things like, like, you know, no, mostly dark, um, no screen time, no books, no, and just keep one tab open at a time. So she's like, if you're listening to an audiobook, lie on the couch and listen to an audiobook. Mm-hmm. If you're baking cookies, don't have music playing. Like don't multitask like, don't, ever. Not even a little bit of a multitask. Like I don't think of listening to music as multitasking if I'm doing something right. else, but with yeah. a concussion. Because you're so used to it. You wow, can't. that's so interesting to think And like about. if you're talking on the phone, guys, sit in a chair. I, <laughs> don't move around. And, right, because you start to realize like how how much your brain is working when mm-hmm. it's doing all you those really things. You really appreciate your brain when it doesn't work. Yeah. I just realized how fucking good I am at multitasking. I, my wife has always told me that I sucked at it. You hear that, Bridie? I can walk <laughs> and listen to music. <laughs> Goddamn right. Just don't walk and text. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I, 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 I want to know how fast were you? Like, I don't Are you know. just a super aggressive walker? Like, like calm down on the walk. I walking. was running. I don't know. That stuff can be. That stuff can be tough. Uh, like, walking and listening to music. I'm. I'm serious. I'm serious. <laughs> like, Taylor, you don't have to try to make you feel better. <laughs> I'm se- no, I'm serious, and <coughs> you'll appreciate the story. <laughs> <laughs> I was driving down uh, Barrington, like, <coughs> uh, like Barrington, like Halifax Shipyard, Barrington, mm-hmm. that end. And you know how it's two lanes and then right before it goes and like speeds up to 70K to go towards the bridge, it, it goes from two, two lanes to one. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's, I'm going like 60, the speed limit's 50. There's a car 
in front of me and we're going 60. So we're already going above the speed limit, like within that kind of like window. And, and I'm, for some reason, I'm listening to G- I'm listening to Q uh, back when Gian Gomeshi was uh, okay, and um, <laughs> in, in, well, in society's in society's eyes, in yeah. society's eyes. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> and and I just pull out into the left lane and just speed up to like 70, 75, and just pass the car. And this car has been in front of me for like five minutes. It wasn't until I am beside the car that I've noticed all the. All the really pretty police decals on, uh. on, the, on the car in my peripheral vision. I just go, fuck. And the guy pulls me over imme- like immediately. Was oh, like, yeah. Just was like lights on, pulls me over. He comes up to the window and he goes, um, uh, what, what were you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, I said, man, I, I, was, I was listening to, to Q. I completely zoned out. I don't know what. I don't know what I was doing. I honestly don't. I didn't even know that you were a police car <laughs> until I passed you, and then you flicked your lights on. I was like, I've been behind. And I said, I've been behind you. Didn't even notice. And then he's like, Can Did- you please get out and walk a straight line? And I said, <laughs> Could you say the alphabet backwards? I literally said, I was like, I go, I was so into Gian Gomeshi into the interview. Did he go? He's fucking good. He probably said, yeah. Who's that? And he went. He's he, and he he, he literally went. <sighs> Man, don't don't do that. Just don't do that. Oh, man. Like, open your eyes. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Didn't give me a ticket. Uh, I don't even know probably, what that ticket would be for. It was probably yeah like, for listening for listening <laughs> to Q. But I sped up. Like I was going. By the time I passed him, I was going like 25k uh, over. Okay. Yeah, like, he could have easily just been like, you oh, know what? Though, a speeding I, ticket. I I totally get that because I and an idiot. I was going to say that I I can't listen to podcasts while I'm like doing things because I. I will either stop doing the thing that I'm doing or I'll lose track of my focus on the podcast. But I listen to podcasts while I drive and I can totally understand where you're coming from there because sometimes I'm driving and I'm like, Holy shit! I forgot that I'm operating a motor vehicle. Yeah, and this podcast is really and it's good. Like you can still do everything. You're still kind of going on your like, okay, well, like signal right, signal left, that kind of. You're thing. You're just on autopilot, man. But yeah. you're not really. I didn't. I couldn't see the detail of the. Phone not, emergency nine one one. I was actually <laughs> police, police, police. Like yesterday, all over the car. Yesterday morning, I was driving to uh, to Mary's and uh, for breakfast to, to meet our, you guys. Our favorite brunch spot in yeah. the city. And uh, and I'm driving there, and Jeremy called me on the way, and he's like, "Hey, dude, can you pick me up on the way?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure, no problem." <laughs> oh yeah, listening yeah. to a podcast, pull Forgot. up to Mary's, Mary's, and I'm like, "No, Jeremy, I forgot Jeremy." So <laughs> then I had to call him and tell him I was running late. <laughs> So, so you were asking Sherry, how hard did you hit? Or, Jeremy was asking Sherry. Yeah, I was basically saying, like, how hard do you walk? You know what I mean? Like, you, how many G's know. do you travel at? I don't know. Because there's also, and we talked, sprint. we talked about this on one other episode. I can't remember for the life of me what it was, <clears throat> but um, something to do with concussions and the way that you, like, the reason you wear a mouth guard in sports is because you want to keep your jaw closed, and that tightens up your, that tightens up how your. I don't know exactly what it is. It tightens up how your it like lessens the rattle in your brain, right? Like when your jaw is clenched, like so the mouth guard is there, like not to protect your teeth, but so that you clench your jaw and your jaw is closed, and that strengthens your neck muscles. Think of like yeah, muscular stability throughout the the top region of your because if body. your mouth is open, then you can really rattle your head way worse mm-hmm. than when your mouth is closed. So sometimes even the most innocent of head, uh, head hitting your head. If your mouth is open, can manifest like. Are really you badly. calling Sherry a mouth breather? 
Yeah. Do you think I was like walking with my arm? With your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. You could have been, been. You, been. you were texting. I was you mouthing. Could have been mouthing. I don't think I do that. Text. I don't think I do that. But I think that there is. That what I do find kind of interesting about this is that you know. Yes, we can we can sit here and easily laugh at like, oh, Sherry walked into a wall and she got a concussion. But like that, I think, you know, it, it just goes to show that it doesn't take that much. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you all you did was walk into and a I was wall. You didn't like for months when you said yeah. when you said, yeah. yeah, I walked into the wall and backed up and was like, oh, my head. Like the, you didn't even go down. No, I didn't like, pass you know out. I mean? A lot of people are like, well, did you throw up? Did you lose consciousness? No. Yeah. But I was not okay. Yeah. And even more importantly, now, now that you are more or less out of the woods. I'm kind of intelligent again. Yeah. Kind of back to, you know, <laughs> basic intelligence. Yeah. Um, have you talked to anybody? Has anybody told you what are the, what's the possibility or what are the ramifications of another accident of, of your head? Is there, no. is it increased or? I, well, it, yeah, it always goes up once you get one. I don't know why. I think because it may be like balance and I, I don't know. I and don't know. is there, is, are you, do you become, you know, more at risk for Yeah, I tell you, injury? I won't, I'm too afraid to play soccer anymore. Uh. Like I'm not, the, like we have a work team that goes to Ottawa every year and I was like, I'm out, I'm not going. Like I will never hit the ball. Like I'm afraid. I feel like I need bubble wrap. Because when you were talking about the the like emotional instability yeah. and like irritability and stuff like that, when you, whenever you hear about these guys and girls, it seems to be mostly guys in these like crazy contact sports. Um, they are lashing out. They get violent mm-hmm. with their with their spouses. Um, they become highly uh, susceptible to being depressed. And then to like, so it seems like compounded concussions over time make those symptoms chronic Mm. so that these things that you're experiencing that you experience for a few months while you're recovering or for six months or whatever it was that, that becomes, that just becomes a part of your personality when you've been exposed to that much trauma to the head, which is so, which becomes so scary. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, look at the, the case of Chris Benoit. Yeah. Past uh, WWE wrestler that, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. it was like a, a, a triple homicide murder. Um, now, of course, you know, uh, yes, of course, he went through, I'm sure, many, many head trauma throughout oh, yeah. his career as a, as a professional wrestler. But also there was a lot of, you know, I mean, there's a lot of like probably drug use and a lot of, um, a lot right. of, a lot of juicing as well that probably went into that. But still like, that's a really scary thought to think that, you know, just because of having your head hit a few times, another super interesting thing. And I've been listening to this podcast called the last podcast on the left, which is a very raunchy, dark humor podcast that focuses specifically on serial killers. Mm, a thing like that. that, yeah, you might. A thing that uh, that is very common through throughout serial killers and psychopaths is early yeah. childhood yeah, head, head trauma, like, like being left dropped. frontal lobe or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, oh, and wow. it's it's one of those common commonalities between you know, a lot of these people, like the BTK killer and mm-hmm. and um, I did a project Jeffrey on that. Dahmer and all that kind of stuff, wow. right? Yeah. It you know. Like you were kind of alluding to it earlier, Sherry, our brain is who we are. Yeah. It's how we function. That's it's how we view it. the world. It's how yeah. we, everything that we take in, everything that we put out f- 
comes from here. I mean, there's, I know there's some thoughts about how some of it might come from like the gut, um, like biome, but, but mostly mm-hmm. we know for sure that like the brain is, is like the, it's your control, the, center. It's your control yeah. center. And if you start fucking around with the hardwiring in there and all it takes is a good mm-hmm. little, you know, like knock to it. Scary. It's, it is really well, I'll scary. I'll tell you what the scariest, like the scariest moment for me, um, over Christmas, what I did a lot was play Trivial Pursuit cause I literally couldn't do anything and I couldn't even read the cards, but I was like, couldn't like my boyfriend was home. We couldn't watch movies. We couldn't really, we could definitely couldn't go to movies. We couldn't do anything social. So I'd be like, want to play a game? <laughs> Can we play a game? Can you read every card? So we play nineties pop culture, Trivial Pursuit. And one of the cards, which I was reading, I don't know why there was like, the question was like, um, it had a number on it and it said like, whatever the question was and something like. 567,000, whatever. And I looked at it and I said, uh, five thousand. And I tried to verbalize the number on the card and I couldn't say the number out loud. And I was like, I can't. And I threw the card at Evan and I was like, I can't say that number. I don't know what the fuck's going. And I, and then I got really upset and I realized like I was the whole time during my concussion that part of my brain that, and I had, I asked my osteo later on about like, why am I having trouble with numbers? And she kind of explained it, but that's what was affected. Like I couldn't, if the number had more than five digits, I couldn't say it out loud. That must be what happened to Jay. I was like, I literally, I had to tell everyone, I was like, I have a master's degree. I'm not dumb. Like I can't say this number, but it's because I have a brain injury and I'm smart usually. What is my my excuse? Honestly, I don't have one. But but that's scary, right? Like I was like, what? And I don't want to like, Open that is another that is really scary yeah. can of worms. But I I did want to I I kind of I'm really curious to know about how this has affected your relationships because like again you talked about being in a dark room and like not really not being able to multitask not being able to be mm-hmm. around uh, more than two people at once not being able to be in these like social settings that you used to love to take part in like how so how I just did took it? a break like I didn't. Like I, people would come visit me, but like kind of one at a time, Tony was living with me, which was nice. He actually, there's a couple of times where he, one of his brother-in-law works with me and he said, and at a family dinner or something, Nick, his brother-in-law said, how's Sherry doing? And Tony was like, you know what? Cause he's so candid. At first I thought she was fucking faking, but literally like, and, and he goes, but I go into the room sometimes and she's just staring at the ceiling and, and I'm like, dude, you're fucked up. <laughs> and I'm like, thanks, Tony. Awesome. She's like, yeah, I got your back. Yeah. He's like, no. And, and he would, well, he was great. Like he'd come in and see how I was doing and he'd mm-hmm. bring me food. And, but I didn't, I just took a break from everything. Like I wouldn't do social things. Christmas mm. was a little rough. Yeah, but it'd be hard. I just, oh my God. I just like toned down everything. And did you ever? You, you were saying you went to, to to you know your physiotherapy clinic. You were seeing mm-hmm. this osteopath. Have you? Did you ever go? I went see, to a doctor. You did yeah. see a doctor. Did yeah. you ever see a, a like a neuro? Uh, no. So specialist um, or something. I went to my family doctor, who was great. But the difference between. Like she gave me this medication, which nortriptyline, it puts you back on because your circadian rhythm gets all fucked up when you hit your head like that. So that was just for like sleep cycles and whatnot. Um, what is a circadian rhythm? I think it's just your body's natural. Like biological clock kind of thing? When it tells you to go, yeah. sure. when it tells you to like go to sleep, go to when sleep to wake and, up. Yeah, right. all that stuff. You're, you're what is it? Controlled by the light. Mostly oh, like okay. Light. So people like up north have like really messed up circadian rhythm. Of course. Right, right. 
Yeah, so There's she... There's lots of depression up there because of that. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Very That's high a, suicide rates up north because of I this. did know that, but I didn't realize it was... That plays a role. Linked. I mean, there's lots of things it's going linked. on. It's linked, yeah. Huh. So that was the difference, though. The doctor was good, but she never actually physically <coughs> touched my head or anything. My osteopath, they do craniosacral work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you guys know what that is? Yeah, mm-hmm. I do, yeah. It's I don't know what, what is it? Oh, my... It's, it's fantastic. Like that would be my one piece of advice for someone going through a concussion <laughs> because I think I would still have quite a bit of symptoms if she wouldn't have worked with me. And it's basically because all the duras are tightened, it loosens them up. And she was able to like, and, and it's re- with really, so she has a basis in science. Like she's an athletic therapist and then she goes to further training for osteopathy and her specialty is concussions. So, Oh, Oh, that's cool. Right. I didn't know she so, specialized in concussions. Yeah, so I call her my concussion angel. Huh. <laughs> she's fantastic. And, um, the doctor, yeah, was good, but she never actually touched my head. Natalie, I go to her appointments and she actually uses her hands <clears throat> to feel how, like the different, like can she can feel, like she the, can feel the fluid totally, and like the and she, <clears throat> the really minor f- movements that are happening in the skin of your of your scalp and how your skull mm-hmm. is moving. Like there's very subtle yeah. movements to your skull, and they can feel it. They can feel the fluid going around, and they can feel how many cycles it's doing. And uh, if it's too tight over to one side, yeah. right? Basically, craniosacral. The the, the is what I've been told is that the the is that your body. You always want your body to be uh, operating on a uh, uh, on a nice plumb plumb line. So, if you injure your uh, uh, <coughs> so if you have a brain if you have a concussion on the left side of your head, then you gotta fucking fuck up your right side. Over then over time, <laughs> that's right. Then Equal over time, <laughs> that will be you'll be tighter on that side of your head, and then over time, you're not on a plumb line anymore because there's something on one side of your body that's pulling you that way, very 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 subtly over a long period of time, I went in and got craniosacral done from an osteopath Mm -hmm. and he touched my head for like two minutes. And then he goes, did you have a lot of concussions when you were in your teens? And I was like, yeah, they can feel like scar tissue on your skull and stuff. It's really bizarre. He literally went, he touched my head like lightly, light finger touch. You did Reiki? Then touch my, and then touch my, it's not really like that. (laughs) No, it's not. It's much more hands on. It's much more intimate. Yeah. Yeah. And then touch my sacrum, went back to my head, went back to my sacrum, back to my head, back to my sacrum, stood me up adjusted my shoulders and then went punched you in the face <laughs> yeah. and then went you're good sprinkled some magic dust on you went, you're good i swear Don't by my out. osteopaths i have two osteopaths that have treated me over the last few years with you know specifically around surrounding my diaphragm and my lungs and stuff um and my back like the issues that i have in my back through tightness through coughing and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh prd and dnt like they I'm telling you, like yeah, they're miracle workers. They really yeah. are. Yeah, I went. I've been going to a Cairo too to relieve the pressure because I have a lot of pressure in my suboccipitals. So they do. Um, it's called like stim acupuncture or something. They put an acupuncture needle in and then it has uh, an electrical an electrical current through it, so it like fires the muscles. It's yeah. disgusting, but yeah, it's really I used to get that done all the time on my shoulders. Yeah. They put it right into my skull and I'll say, what's that weird noise? Cause it's like a crunching. And he's like, that's the needle hitting the base of your skull. Oh so God, like, Jesus Christ. That what about those like uh, Chinese herbal medicine places? Like those, 
Those I feel like those places the are the best. To go. What are the other <laughs> <to> dispensaries? <laughs> what, what are the other fields of medicine yeah. that we could go and talk about? Yeah. What we think is good and bad about there, them? There is this Chinese acupuncture place up by my house, and yeah. the name of it I we love stop it. Pain? I stop yeah. pain. I stop pain. Oh, yeah, oh, <laughs> that's on, the name on, of yeah, the place. On Kempter, it's yeah, probably. Yeah. I stop pain. It's I know probably good. I know a number of people that go there and they're like, I stop pain is fucking awesome. I stop <laughs> been in business forever. Yeah. They stop I know. They stop pain. It's um, funny. If if you were to say uh so if if, if if what's one thing that your your experience with a concussion has taken away from you? Oh, that's tough. Um I don't know. I don't I think at this point I don't really it was really, really shitty. And it was a long winter. Um, but I don't know if it really took anything away. I think I learned a lot. Well, my next question was going to be, yeah. what did your concussion give you? Um, a lot of patience. Mm. And a lot of like empathy, which I think I had. But I just got more, like I just feel, I don't know, like I learned so much about what people must go through with different just injuries and like, I I couldn't believe how long it took. And you know what? I'm saying long because for me, it felt long. Some people go through this for like three, four years. And I was, you know, I was out of work for four months and then slowly back, like it probably six months. And then I still have shitty, like my neck sucks. Like my head still sucks, but I'm not, I'm not messing up my numbers anymore. I'm not Mm -hmm. in a fog. I'm not, but I, yeah. Like, I can't imagine with people with even more, like, traumatic brain injuries. Yeah, some people never come out of it. I know. Some people never. And, my, like, my personality came back. Like, I wasn't so far gone. Like, I just, I was off. I was a, thrown a little bit off. I felt different. I didn't feel like myself. And when it kept going on month after month, I was like, this is... And I just get really frustrated. Frustration was the biggest thing. And then emotional, because I was like, why am I still... Because it's not classified for you as... Is it classified as post-concussion syndrome? Or now is that, I think it is. Now it I, is. Like after, it's ap- probably after a certain period yeah, of time. Yeah, I don't really know too much about that other than, yeah, I still now I'm having symptoms and I'm not concussed. So I think it's part of Because if like a year from now you're like, oh, uh, yeah, loud music isn't for me. And I, think I still that's don't just, like that. I mean, that's going to, I'm expecting that to not go away, to be honest. Yeah. Well, really? That could yeah. also be a part of that we are, our perception of time is really, is really, uh, is really skewed sometimes. And I, I know that sometimes I'll crack my lip open, for example, and it, it just, it just won't close off. Cause I use herpes, my lips. So yeah. much. The herpes. Yeah. yeah That's yeah, not yeah. what I mean, but when you have yeah, a herpes, yeah. Outbreak. yeah. And, I know you're talking and, about and the herpes. Stay for so herpes. Long, I'll get a canker and we'll be there for like two weeks. And I'll just be like, I'm just going to fucking live with this canker for the rest of my goddamn life. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, and I feel like maybe that, that it might play a role. I mean, I know it has been also old months. age now that you're getting like a lot older and you're, yeah, I'm almost yeah. 63. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can tell by Jesus her voice Brian. that she's so loud music, obviously just cause you're 12. <laughs> yeah, just and because you, you have the, the mind of a 12-year-old yeah. Brian because you never dealt with concussions when you were younger. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Brian's actually older than me, which you'd never, you'd never, you'd never know. Well, you would by intelligence and maturity, but by looks, you look like a werewolf, so. I'll take it. Okay. All right. <laughs> we, don't have to, we don't have to go back and forth there. I mean, I am a, a mature adult, as I've just displayed there. Enough out of you two. <clears throat> um, I, uh, I love this conversation. This is really, this is really interesting. I think that, and I think, it, I think that this is one of, again, one of those things that 
is really important for people to hear because I do think that there are a lot of people out there who don't yeah. give the credit that, you know, a con- like... Well, and I think a lot of times it is surrounded with, like, it's sports. The topic is sports concussions. Totally. But you get them, like, clearly you can get them in really different ways than just playing sports. Yeah, just texting really and obscure, walking. Embar- mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't say embarrassing because at no point I don't think I was really embarrassed. So that maybe, <laughs> well, it's like what maybe a, I should have been. It's like what somebody else might classify as embarrassing, embarrassing but, but I was like, I think I embraced it. And I laughed at it because mm-hmm. you have to. Totally. But um, there came a point where I was like, okay, this isn't funny anymore. Yeah, yeah. I'm sick of this now. Mm-hmm. Be gone. I need it to stop. Yeah. 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 But yeah. Well, here's to uh, the next year to see, you know, where where you end up next year. Maybe maybe you'll just be down to like go fucking get buck wild and go to a crazy rock show with us. And if, you, if you're not, then that's okay. We can come over and play Trivial Pursuit and read the cards to you. <laughs> yeah, if you wouldn't mind. <laughs> I'll still kick your ass at 90 positions. <laughs> Jeremy still won't be able to read the five-digit number out loud. <laughs> uh, sweet. Thank you all so much for listening. That is, uh, that's what we got for you today. I hope you enjoyed it. Mm. And uh, we would madly appreciate two big things. Go over to iTunes and uh, give us a rating and review. And, and of course, subscribe if you haven't done that already. But uh, the rating and the review keeps us on the iTunes charts. It's really important for us. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're up against some pretty heavy hitters in the, the comedy uh, uh, section there, like Joe Rogan and your mom's house. And, and you're probably, and, already, probably already on iTunes. You probably listen to it there. So yeah. you're already there. You're already there. Just make the click and type a couple words. Um, and, uh, and we're always open to feedback. You know, you can do it through there or you can send us an email at info at sickboypodcast.com. That always, always works too. And the other big thing is uh, you may have heard, you may have not heard, we're on Patreon. We're looking for you guys to support us. Um, $40 away. Uh, yeah, we're really close to our goal as of right now, our first goal. Um, and again, it ties back to the same thing I just said. We aren't those heavy hitters that, that you know, celebrities or big podcast networks that are putting shows on. Uh, we're just three guys from, from a, a, a relatively smallish city that are going to stop fucking doing this podcast unless you pay us money. No, that is not the case, but we would, you tell them, you tell them, (laughs) Hey, 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 we would uh, appreciate your, your support. And uh, we love each and every one of you for listening. Uh, Thank you again for tuning in. That's it for today. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeremy. And this is sick boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.